Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Just on take two, because the first time I was too quiet, and then that time, you, you looked like how I imagine somebody in the electric chair I actually, looks as the voltage is entering their body. I'm not going to say I jumped out of my skin, because I'm still in my skin, but yes. as close as you can get, I just did. Sorry about That's that. That's all right. Oh, speaking of, uh, well, kind of speaking of the electric chair, mm. speaking of justice, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the justice system, yeah. have you watched any of this jury service on Channel oh, 4? I'm so excited about it. It started yesterday? On Monday, yeah. I'm so excited. Is it good? So depressing. Oh, okay. it's so because what it what it is is um, I won't stay on this long because we've got other things to talk about. Yeah. But um, it's a reenactment of a murder trial. Mm. So the the lawyers, the defendant, they're all working on things that were said and all the evidence from an actual trial. Mm-hmm. They're they're recreating it exactly. Only with changed names right. and locations to uh to protect the identity of who the original trial was. And then uh they they have two juries, neither of whom know that the other exists. So it's two rooms of twelve people. Um and and they've been randomly selected like a real jury. And what the program is is you're watching the process of how juries discuss a murder trial because that's that's mystified unless you've been on one of those juries nobody knows what happens like the judges aren't privy to it the lawyers aren't privy to it these are conversations that happen behind closed doors and um at least based on this televised version it has completely shaken my faith in the justice system really oh yeah People are awful. Really? Because I've always thought, I've, I've always had this idea in my head that, uh, oh, you know, you shouldn't underestimate people. People are, um, pe- people are clever and decent and good and thoughtful. And no right from wrong. And no right from yeah. wrong. And um, this, this murder trial that they're reenacting, it's um, a man who killed his wife with a hammer. Hmm. And the amount, I mean, I'm only one episode in, so so maybe these people redeem themselves. But the amount of discussion about what she must have done to deserve it or, like, what uh, how she must have pushed his buttons. That's oh, not, 
Wow. And that's that's not what's on trial here. What's on trial is is there is a particular state psychologically you can get into where you're not responsible for your own actions, where you lose control, and and that can decide whether something is manslaughter or murder. So it seems to me the only question that they should be asking and that the evidence should be either, either uh, supporting or um, or not is 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 whether he was in that state from right. a psychological point of right, view. Right, right, right. And they're just all so... Well, you know, I get the red mist sometimes when my wife... I want to throw a cup of coffee at my wife. I mean, it's all it's all this. It feels insane to yeah. think that there's no one there guiding them. Yeah. Like, no kind of impartial, but hold on, you need to stay on the, like this. Because they can all wind themselves up into, like, some kind of fury about... This is in... Um, wow, I've lost all faith in justice system just from hearing well, about it. Well, this is it. what I've always, always thought. Because I've seen... Fo- like, I think focus groups are idiotic because... Like, if you've got one loud, overbearing person, if I was in a focus group and I'm just thinking, oh, if I can just get through an hour of this, I'll get my £30 worth of Marks and Spencer's vouchers and a slice of pizza. (laughs) I'd just go along with what the loud person is saying. Right, right, don't disagree. And I'm sure, like, drifters, actually, drifters on juries might be uh, an interesting topic, although maybe it'd take a dark turn. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, why did I even say that? Oh, because you looked like you were in the electric chair. Your headphones were switched up too loud, Mm. turned up too loud. Um, Anyway, hello. Hello. Here we are, back in the same room. Um, This is our first time together since our 300th episode, which was the live episode in London. Thank you to everybody who came to that. I really had a good time. It was wonderful. It was lovely to meet so many people, putting the names to faces, the faces to names, I mean. (laughs) Which is which is weird as well. Like, did did you ever imagine you'd say, "Wouldn't it was lovely to meet so many people?" Oh, I know, but they were lovely. They were. They were so nice. I didn't. I didn't have a bad conversation. I mean, I'm not saying that from their point of view. Mm. It wasn't a bad conversation. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm saying that everybody I talked to, mm. I liked and too. found easy to talk to. Yeah. I'm not sure that that coming. You know, they're thinking, "Oh God, Jeff's so awkward." Oh. When can I stop talking to him? But um, <laughs> yeah, I I, I really. Enjoyed it. See, somebody emailed in and said um, we were underselling ourselves by only charging £12. I didn't see that one. Re- yeah. Or maybe somebody no. tweeted me. Yeah, yeah, it must have been a tweet, yeah. I thought, is that sarcastic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly. Although we gave them an hour and a half in the end. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then I felt really bad about that because uh, of people's bladders. I'd, I'd promised them that it wouldn't go long, so they didn't mm. need to worry about going to the lavatory. But anyway, so th- thank you to everyone who came. And... Um, Tom filmed it pro bono, didn't he? Pro bono. So uh, is he going to edit it pro bono? No, I think I'm editing it pro bono. Look at you! um, And hopefully we can do it next week. So for patron supporters, £5 a month and above are going to get that next week, I hope. Okay, good. Um, Now, I found you loitering outside my house tonight. Mm. So uh, you um, you you were already here when I got home. Mm-hmm. So you're just sort of like hanging around under a lamppost, like a like a teenager. You had you had the look of a vandal. Were you just like kicking the wall or something? Did I have my hood up? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so the reason I wasn't home when you got here mm. is my wife is very closely monitoring my step count. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yesterday, she wouldn't let me back in the house until I'd done above 10,000. You are joking. What, so you have to like go around the block? Yeah, I was got... walking around around the block last night. I th- I, I, this I, is insane. I got off the bus, um, like a 25-minute walk away, 
in, in Dalson or something. I thought, oh, that should get me up to about 10,000 with everything else I've done today, and it didn't. And I just had to keep walking around the block and I'm pressing refresh, refresh, refresh. Can I just to- can I just go back to the moment? So you, when you come in to come in the house, she says, no, you get out there. And then can I say, and then you just do that? Well, she hasn't sent me away again. Right. But, but she's told me that I'm not allowed back in until I've done over 10,000. So tonight she's out working and she's going to check my number when she gets home. And then what happens if you haven't done it? I don't know. But I'm Tom very would, afraid Tom of her. Tom would never do what I say. I am say. very afraid of so her. So jealous. Um, but uh, so, so, so I'd gone for a walk, but it went badly for me. Right. And I'll tell you for why. Yeah. Um, because I was, uh, I was walking about 45 minutes before you were due to arrive. And then this guy started walking with me okay. and started talking to me. Right. And um, he, his opening gambit was he asked me to touch his head oh, to see how flat it was. That is not a reassuring opening gambit. No. No, he was bald. Oh, God. And I didn't know what to say because I didn't want to offend him. Mm. So I touched his head. You did it? Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Well, what would you, how would you have got out of it? Because oh, this is what I don't understand. I'd say, oh, my hands are filthy. No, you don't want that. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you now, I spent about, I, I ended up stuck with this man for about 35 minutes. You are joking. No. What, just walking? You yes. Couldn't, you couldn't change direction because cha- he was. Right. So I would try and change direction, say, all right, I'm off down here now. And then he'd say, oh, I'm homeless. I don't mind which way I'm going. I'll just oh. come with you. He just wanted a nice chat and a walk. Yes. Okay. okay. So I touched his head. Okay. Because he wanted to show me how flat it was. And was it flat? Uh, I don't think it was noticeably flat. It was mm. bald. Okay. Okay. Um, but he, he told me that he'd been hit um, some years earlier, some decades earlier, in fact, uh, by, uh, with an iron bar on the head. Oh, no. And that had flattened it. He said he hasn't had. Um, two, more than two hours sleep a night ever since then. You're joking. Uh, he also got me to feel his muscles. Wow, I know, but quite intimidating. But what am I supposed to do? I, d- I genuinely didn't like. I didn't want to be doing this. I just wanted to be getting my steps in, and I wanted to get back in time for you. Yeah. But I didn't. If somebody's saying, "Oh, I've got nowhere to be. I'll just walk with you," yeah, yeah. How do you get rid of them? So in in the course of this interaction, um, I'd felt his head. I'd felt his muscles. Um, oh God! He he told me that. Um, in fact, he says, oh, I want you to come down here with me into a churchyard. No, you didn't go. But what What am I supposed to say? Well, I know what I would say. What but, would you say? I do think it's it's worse and better for a woman because it's worse because it's scarier, but it's better because you can say, I can say very easily, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now, so I'm going to have to ask you to leave me alone. But you can't say that. It's harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we went into a churchyard and he, mm. he told me that he brought me in there because he wanted to tell me this on holy ground. That me and him were both archangels and that he was Gabriel. Oh, I love him now. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, I love yeah, him yeah, now. Yeah. This is brilliant. Um, On holy ground. Yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah, that's so yeah. nice. Uh, he also told me that if, I, <laughs> that if I ever see anyone with a twisted right foot, it means they're evil and made of dark, dark, dark matter. No, really? Yeah. Oh. You've gone off him again now, haven't L- you? A little bit, yeah, because it seems a bit judgmental. Um. And and then eventually, um, he started saying some racist stuff. Oh God, I hate him! And I hit on the bright idea of saying, oh, "I've got to get on one of these bikes now," and hired one of those line bikes and cycled away from him. Oh, what could he do then? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. This was gonna, did he run alongside you? No, he, 
couldn't. That's like They've got hard. electric motors. Oh, right. Too hard. But it just made oh, me think, that's bad. what is wrong with me I that know. I can't shut that interaction down? If that had been my wife... Yeah, oh, easy. easy. It, it would have been over in 10 seconds. But I ended up walking around with a man for 35 minutes this, because this... I couldn't think of how to shut down the interaction. But now Even you're thinking... though he's asking me to like touch parts of his body <laughs> and like go into a churchyard with him. And, and I'm so worried about him oh. thinking that I'm rude and not knowing how to, uh, how to draw a boundary... That I end up spending all that time doing that. There are so many obvious answers here. For example, I'm really sorry I've got to make a phone call now. Or I've got to go home now. Or like there's so but many But I did answers. say I've got to go home now. He says I'll walk that way with you. Oh, God. Fact, I said I've got someone coming to my house in 15 minutes. He said, oh, well, we, can, we can go that way. Oh, he just kept it. I mean, really, the, the stuff I've told you is tip of the iceberg. Really? Yeah, real Whoa. tip of the iceberg. But part of me thought, I am better at making small talk with this guy mm. than I am with most people that I have to make small talk. Like if you're in a meeting and it's a bit at the beginning of the meeting where you're just like having a chat, mm. it was more comfortable to me to have somebody uh, tell me that he was the Archangel Gabriel <laughs> and get me to feel his flat head oh. than it was for to have to do that thing where somebody says, oh, so where do you live then? Oh, I live in Stoke Newton. Where do you live? Oh, I live in Brixton. Oh, Victoria Line. So straight into the West End. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of moving to... That, that, I, I would rather have the guy I was walking with that, I'd rather have that conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. than that small talk conversation. The one good thing is that next time your wife says you've got to go under your steps, you can say, I can't. <laughs> so that, because of that man, the archangel man. Yes. Jimmy Somerville. That's that's what he shouted after me as I was cycling away. He said, my name's Jimmy Somerville, but I'm not the one from Brodsky Beats. Oh, okay. Or the Cambionards. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Well, they did look a bit like him. That sounded a bit like I mean, he was not singing. No. Just saying he had a Scottish accent. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> what if the twist was it was Jimmy Somerville? Is he still with us? I think it might be R.I.P. No, Siri, I'm going to Google that now. I've really lost track of who's dead and alive, so I could easily be wrong. What do you, what do you think made the big difference to you? In... I don't know. No, just... no, is. You, straight away, you, you know, you Google someone, it says is rather than was. He's still with us. Yes, Many still, apologies yeah. Yeah. to Jimmy Somerville for suggesting you were R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, just because he's a, an archangel. <laughs> doesn't... How tall do you think Jimmy Somerville is? Oh, we always look quite small. I'd yeah. say five, five. Oh, I don't know what that is in uh, in new money, but but yeah, he's about um, eighteen centimeters shorter than I am. Eighteen centimeters. Hang on, sixteen centimeters. Hey, what's weird here is you don't for high. You don't think in feet and inches anymore. No. Okay. I've always at one hundred and seventy-four centimeters. Okay. I think that's unusual. Really? Yeah, I do. I hate imperial measurements so much. Right. I despise them. Okay. <laughs> I only know mine in Imperial. Sorry. All right. Um. I, like what? Just just now, I was thinking. Okay, let's let's try and think of a, a way of just bringing this bit of the conversation to a close, so mm. that we can move on to the email. Mm, mm. And uh, I can't think of a tidy way of doing it. No, no. So moving on. Stop abruptly. The email. Then I'm going to take a sip of water. Sorry. That's all right. Hmm. Quite a dry mouth. It happens. It does sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, the, the email then. Yes, the email. First one is from Howard. This is something which happened to me this week. 
It was an evening after work and I was driving to training with my sports club and running slightly late. I had been listening to the radio but then decided to switch over to my car's CD player. I got to the end of my favourite song on that CD and decided that I'd quite like to listen to it again. So I pressed the back button on my steering wheel. Or so I thought. I'd actually press the button activating the voice commands on the Bluetooth in my car, which automatically connects to my phone. I have never, ever used this functionality and have only ever used the Bluetooth in my car to receive incoming calls. A computerised female voice comes over the speaker. Please provide instruction. Oh, bugger off, I say in frustration as I try and work out how to cancel the voice command function. There's no one else in the car at the time, just me. I'm usually quite calm and collected, except when I'm by myself in my car. Please repeat instruction, the computerised female voice says. Go away, I respond. The Bluetooth responds with, OK, phoning Geordie G, certainly <laughs> beginning with G, home. For context, Geordie is a really, really good bloke I worked with over 10 years ago, but hasn't connected with since. <laughs> Once when we were working together, I let slip that I'd be in his town over the weekend and he invited me to have Sunday lunch with his family. So that was why I had had his number in my phone memory. To be honest, I'd forgotten it was still logged there in the years since. I swear I have no idea how my car interpreted my words as an instruction to phone him, other than the first letter of his first and second name is the same as one of the words I said in frustration. <laughs> the phone starts ringing. I panic. On the screen, there's no obvious way to hang up. It's dark, I'm still driving, and I can't spot an obvious button on the steering wheel to hang up either in the split second I have to check. My tension is obviously on the road ahead of me. The phone continues to ring. <laughs> I drive around a bend and come to the realisation that I just don't know how to make this stop. The phone is still ringing. I start to wonder if I'm fortunate enough that they're out and or won't pick up. I'm very nearly at the end of my journey and if I'm lucky, I'll get to stop, turn the light on and figure out how to stop my phone ringing. I run out of luck. Geordie answers the phone, uh. which in retrospect is better than someone else picking up. Hello, he asks. Uh, hi, I reply. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> my Bluetooth's doing something funny. This is the best explanation my brain can come up with in that moment. Oh, he replies. What on earth he must be thinking then? I had no idea. <laughs> sorry, it's just a missed call. My car Bluetooth's got a bit weird. I uselessly tried to explain. Oh, a wrong number, says Geordie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Howard. We worked together about 10 years ago, if you remember. No answer. Anyway, sorry to disturb you. <laughs> Have a good evening. I meekly say, OK, goodbye then, he says, and then ends the call, which is good because at this point I still don't know how to hang up. <laughs> I get to my destination, start the team training session, feeling very embarrassed and don't mention to anybody, even considering we have a social event afterwards. The next morning, I finally get around to working out how to download a podcast on my phone to play in the car so this never happens again. <laughs> Silver lining there. I'm feeling aggrieved that Geordie didn't remember Howard. Yeah, always more friendly. I think yeah. it's freaked out by all. It's yeah. quite a weird thing to happen. Uh, and this is from Del Boy, who says, long time listener from your tea time show. Aww. Do any of your other listeners have an issue crossing the road? 
I always feel bad interrupting the flow of traffic, so I will always try to cross the road before I get to a zebra crossing. It's just my natural instinct. I don't want to put anyone to any trouble or interfere with their day. Even at green man crossings, I won't press the button unless it's very, very obvious there's going to be a gap. There's not going to be a gap in the flow of the traffic. Usually someone else will press the button and that's my get out of jail free card. I can cross the road and point at the button presser and blame them for interrupting (laughs) the flow. (laughs) This is how I've always been. I try to be considerate and courteous as I drive too, but there's one place where all that goes out of the window. When I'm on one of my London hikes and I'm walking past Harvey Nicks, the very posh store in Kensington, then I press the button with glee. Oh, dear. I'm interrupting the flow of all those super rich people. Such a shame. He lied. Yes, yes, I know I'm going to hell, but maybe I'll get a red light on the way there. Love it. Class war. Yeah. Via the, is it a pelican crossing? Oh, they've got weird names, and they pelican crossing, zebra crossing, Ze- zebra crossing. We know uh, penguin crossing. Is that real? Unicorn crossing. Yeah, okay. No, okay. no, they're, no horse Panda crossing. Car. I forgot them all now. Yeah. Um, send us, uh, send us yours, please. Are you all right there? Yeah, yeah. My eyes hurt. You okay, to, do you want some optics? No, you need to go to the opticians, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, excuse me. I know it's 10 o'clock at night. I'll find an emergency one. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go to the eye hospital? <laughs> Are you all right? I'm fine. They're just a bit tired. Sorry. I've known you a long time. I've never seen you do that oh, before. I know. There's, I think, I don't know. But I think I've had a deterioration in the last 10 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, send us your email, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle? I think maybe they're like, are they dirty, my glasses or something? I don't know. I might give them a quick clean. Okay. You talk. It's just you had your, you had your hands over your face like one of the weeping angels from <laughs> Doctor Who. It was like... <laughs> um, how's that doing? Sometimes it's good to like breathe on your glasses and then, then give them a little rub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. Or if you go in that top drawer, there might be some wipes. That's all right, I'll use my jumper. It's you fine. sure? Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I'm sure this is going to make a big difference. Mm. Okay, great. So, um, sorry, so, do carry I was on. I was going to ask you about your Substack. Before. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, oh, I haven't told you about last week's. No, unfortunately, I can't remember this week's. Why oh, I'm so nosy, my extreme nosiness, mm. and all the reasons why it might be. Mm. Last week, I'd love to remember. Oh, I know what it's about. Oh. It was about. It's okay to be a pushover sometimes. Oh. Sometimes it's sometimes it's easier to be a pushover. Than to be assertive. Path of least resistance. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. So please do look at that. Annabelle Port.substack.com. Port. <laughs> yes, yes. That's too much of a long Are pause you all there. Right? I know, I don't I think I'm all right, yeah. Can you smell toast? <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay. Uh yeah, look at my substack. Just Google my name, you find it. Touch touch your Join nose. me. Touch your nose. Okay. I think I think you're all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything all right? You're yep. just uh, hiking, your, hiking your jeans up. Yep, all good. Pulling your oh, body awesome. warmer down. Yeah, I'm all good now. Doing a little... Uh, yeah, okay. Jiggle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall we have another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult? Yes. Is this normal? I'm asking this like it's a question, but I know the answer. Self-doubt, I feel, creeps into every single crack of my life, but of this I am very sure. Is it normal to have a water cooler in your home because Tom, no, says, Tom no. says he's getting one? No. It's not normal, is it? No. It's a weird object to have in your home. Isn't it? And it, it would make your house look bizarre. And, yes. Unless 
you had some kind of huge American style home and there's a utility room off your kitchen, which has got like, a, I don't know, like laundry things. And then for some reason, there's a water cooler. Yeah, it's weird. Even in a home office, it is deeply bizarre. And also, isn't the whole thing with a water cooler that like um, a, a strapping young man has to come and change the thing every now and oh, again? Oh, I'm suddenly interested. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> the only place I can see it in a home is if you live in a giant mansion. Yeah. and But you've got a gym, a home gym. Oh, a home gym. Gym, yeah, I okay, think, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's because fine. I, I don't ever, ever think about gyms, but yes. But let me tell you, we do not live in a giant mansion. No, and we do not have a home gym. No. I'm wondering if, like, maybe because we both work from home a lot, he's envisaging water cooler moments. <laughs> and I've got two reasons why this is a problem. One, the water cooler would be in the kitchen. There's no room for it in the kitchen, but there's also no room for it anywhere else. And I'm not having it in the bedroom. But our kitchen is so small, the only phrase uttered more than please don't buy a water cooler is excuse me, because you can't have two people in at the same time. It's too annoying. We have to take it in turns to go in the kitchen. So there's no way like that we can fit it in. And water doesn't come out of your fridge out of the thing where no, the ice comes from. No, no, no. Two, what do we talk about? <laughs> I've worked in an office with a water cooler and I don't remember ever standing there and talking because what I do is I'd get my drink and then go back to my desk. Unless it's going to be one of those water coolers where the cups are paper cones so you can't put them down. It's a weird design, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And actually, will our water cooler have cups? This is a new thought coming to me. Do you remember we had a water cooler at work and when Clive Dickens was our boss, he got really obsessed by it causing Legionnaire's disease because of the stationary water? No. Oh, we went through a real phase of that. Standing, what you see, this standing is a, water. I yeah, missed out yeah. on a lot of this stuff by absenting oh. myself from the open plan office. You missed all the good stuff. <laughs> I'm also really worried that it's going to need to be plugged in. Do you plug in water coolers? I think some you do, yeah. some you don't. Because, like, knowing Tom, that will mean there'll just be, like, long cables trailing across the kitchen because the only sockets are where the toaster and microwaves are <laughs> on the countertop. It's a madness. Like people just don't have all no, no, at it, home. Like Tom, Tom's an eccentric character, mm. and and this is one of the straight. This is one of not maybe not the, but it's one of the strangest things that you've ever told me. If he said to me, "Let's get one of those big, nice fridges with a water dispenser," great. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm very much of the opinion that we already got a water dispenser, and it's called the tap. I'm fine with the tap. <laughs> It would be like having a hand dryer in the bathroom or one of those towels on a roll that you pull down, which are weirdly hard to pull down. Do they still exist? They're so hard to use because they're on a loop, aren't they? And I'd never thought before today, how are they cleaned? Do they un... Do they unwind them, put them in the wash, dry them, and then wind them back up again? Like, that seems like a lot of effort, doesn't it? So no wonder you don't see them so much. Didn't you once look into getting a hand dryer in your bathroom? Am I right about this? Oh, I might have said it for attention, uh... but I don't think so. <laughs> I used to be quite ambivalent about hand dryers. I quite liked them when they got fancy with Dyson. You just sort of yeah, put your hands Yeah, like faxing in. your hands. Yes, yes. But more often than not, I just like wipe my hands on my jeans, like get really yeah. wet that way. It's a classic way to dry your hands. Exactly, it's the best. But since having a child, I hate them because he's really scared of them. Uh-huh. Is your son scared of hand dryers? He's got better, but he was, yeah. Uh, it's called, I don't have to say it, it's called manusikusiphobia. Manusikusiphobia. Oh, yeah, yeah, you don't know how to say that. Yeah. It's more common fear for a child than monsters, ghosts, the dark and sharks. It's really common. Hmm. I don't understand why they've got to be so noisy. 
And I feel the same way about vacuum cleaners. Yes. I once saw a tweet by the comedian Glenn Moore, which was, you should be able to plug your headphones into the Hoover so you don't wake anyone up. <laughs> oh, you don't like it so much either. It only got 630 likes, which I thought was a travesty. Oh, I, I like thought that. that was an amazing idea. Yeah, it's good. It's brilliant. Like I, I like Glenn Moore's tweets. I think some of them are very funny. That's though, not like, one of your favourites. No, but maybe it's the delivery. But you could plug your your Yeah, no, headphones. I get it. I get, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. I'll stop, I'll stop yeah. doing about it. But like, why is James Dyson faffing about with hair dryers and hair curlers when he could be doing this? Uh, uh. Doing hand dryers and hair dryers and... Making them quieter, yes. not more powerful. Then maybe I'd get a hand dryer in the bathroom. <laughs> anyway, we're not getting one of those yet. But he is determined to get a water cooler. And he did tell me the other day that he's just bought an ice bath. But that's going in the back garden, so I don't care. I'm slightly worried about where he's going to keep all the ice for it, but I'm just trying not to think about it. Oh, God, Google it. It's is insane. It like a tin, he's bought a tin bath. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Oh, I know. He's having a breakdown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the best possible way. I'm not so sure about that. Oh, could be worse. Could be worse. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's the worst possible way. It's not like bludgeoning you to death or anything. But it doesn't sound great. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. talked about whether it is or isn't disrespectful to a dog to wear headphones while you're walking it yes we have and what did we decide you we we have completely opposing views you believe it's disrespectful because you feel like you should be giving the dog your full attention on the walk i'm extremely of the opinion that i'm putting those headphones in I'm bored otherwise. But you're not having a, you and the dog aren't having a shared experience anymore. Well, what is it? We are having a shared experience. No, you're not. You're having two separate experiences. You're listening to a podcast or an album and the dog's like, I suppose... I'm not sniffing like other dogs wee be, and yeah. cocking my leg. No, like, so okay. we're not having a, okay. you're not having a shared experience either. Okay, okay. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to get stuck on that. I've forgotten whether I was uh, okay. thinking about it again today. Oh, are you? Okay. I'm like, always thinking about, like, I suppose it's because I'm thinking about these 10,000 steps. Mm. Thinking, oh, this would be less boring if I had a dog. I was listening to a podcast. I challenge you to walk a dog for an hour today and, and never put headphones on. I did used to walk a dog for, for an hour and yeah, never put headphones yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, no, Honestly. No, no, yeah. Well, what would you do? Just think. Just be in the moment with the dog. Oh. I've got a friend who um, has recently got a dog in, in middle age and she's having a lot of conversations with the dog while she's out in the world. Okay. Maybe it maybe go that route. <laughs> good. Okay, yeah. good. Um, what else? Oh, I was on the pavement yesterday and I, be- I became aware of like having to get out of the way and, and, and straight away instinctively went, oh, sorry. And then realised I was apologising to a delivery bicycle rider who was on the pavement. 
Oh, you so what should I do yeah. in there? Like, I wanted to shout after him, I retract! <laughs> I retract the apology! It was just an instinct, and like, wish I could crush yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, yesterday I was on the bus, and uh, one of those delivery guys got on with those huge freezer bags oh, yeah. that they carry with them, usually oh, on their back on a bicycle. That's so weird, but with the bike as well. Because I was at the tube oh, no, station. Oh, no, no, no bike. Someone no. got on the tube with the bike and one of those things. Ah. But that was a tube, so slightly bigger. So somebody came and sat next to me on the bus with right. one of those things. Yeah. And because of the size of that thing, it encroached. It was across me as well. Oh, that's a bit much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a bit much. Didn't say anything. Of course not. But I just wanted to check who was in the right, who was in the wrong. You were in the right. And I was in the right in my head, which is mm. where it matters. Mm-mm-mm. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um Oh. So, you sent me some clippings. Mm-hmm. One of them was about uh, a rare copy of Chairman Mao's little red book is expected to fetch more than thirty thousand pounds in an auction. Mm. Which to me, that just seems like a lot of money because a lot of the phone numbers in that book will be out of date by now or the people will be very, very old. And, you know, I like an older lady, but, you know, they might be dead or or, extremely old. So why would you pay that much money for his little red book? Yeah, that seems a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, (laughs) uh, that was that. Uh, Tips, a tip. I think it was just one particular tip or t- tips in Norfolk, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are going to be closing on Wednesdays and people are up in arms <laughs> about it. They need to open five days a week. Mm. Do you know when I go to the tip? Mm. Never. Never? Because you can't really go on foot, can you? You don't have a car. That's so true. You really, 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 really can't go on foot. No. Maybe I could get in touch with my uh, my friend Jimmy Somerville. <laughs> so if you'd like to go on foot to the tip. The two of you. With a shopping trolley oh. and some cans. <laughs> oh, this is where it starts and ends. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention is um, I've, I've started taking my son to a music lesson on a Tuesday night. Oh, what what instrument? He's learning the bass. Is he? The bass guitar. And uh, so, so we cycle there. And the, the music teacher seems wonderful, like really wonderful. And it's in a basement flat, and uh, you can see in into the flat all the musical instruments, and and there are, there is I think a brother and a sister having a joint lesson before Jean's lesson, like they're playing guitar and like doing something with a microphone. I'm not sure what. Um, I've also noticed that the dad picking those kids up like tends to run two to three minutes late, mm. which means Jean's lesson is starting two to three minutes late. Mm. So what do I do? Do I go and pick him up at quarter two? Oh. No, I don't. I, I make a note after I've dropped him off the exact of exactly time. the number because I want him to get exactly 30 yeah, minutes. You paid for that. Yeah. But what is my problem, really? No, I totally get that. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Those two minutes. I paid yeah. for those two minutes. Yeah, I think one of the weeks it was like 40 seconds or something. No. Oh, I'm coming, coming back at 45 and 40 seconds. <laughs> I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> it's so pathetic. Quandary Corner. Oh, yes. At the Glap Clinic. Let's put my glasses on, see how this goes. Yeah, are they clean? I feel better. I think they were just really dirty. That's mm. shameful, isn't it? Um. So. Right. From RC. I need help. I logged in to start work this morning to find a terrifying email asking if I would participate in a 
One Minute With feature in my employer's weekly blog. As a drifter, I obviously have zero desire to do so, but how do I say no? Or if I do have to do it, how on earth am I meant to answer questions like the following? One, what is your favourite thing about working at company name? Honest answer, they allow me to work from home so I don't have to see or speak to anyone. Number two, what do you do in your spare time? Listen to a podcast about being awkward and antisocial on repeat. Having said this, I do also play tennis and do a bit of volunteering, so probably could just answer this in a norm, as a normal person. Three, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Left, or should I say let alone? <laughs> Four, what is the best life lesson you have ever learned and from whom? Just pretend it never happened. Annabelle Port <laughs> from Adrift. Thank you. Five, and finally, tell us something unusual or interesting about yourself. I once wrote into a podcast problem page about what to do when I was left a voicemail that was not meant for me, and the agony aunt and uncle ended up convincing me that the caller was probably thinking about me in a bad way, Annabelle, and they and the person that they had actually meant to call were likely forming an alliance against me, <laughs> Jeff. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you'll have both forgotten this, as it was yeah. way back in episode yeah. 191. Please advise me on how I can deal with this. Ideally, a polite and professional way to say absolutely no chance. Or failing that, please suggest some interesting answers I could provide. I love that I'm obviously employing the port protocol, PP for now, and haven't yet replied. Thank you. Best wishes, RC. So I think if you answered pretty much like you just um, answered in that email, mm. everybody would think you were being so funny. Or... They won't use it, and they'll never ask you well, again. Well, there's that, but if you put, um, if if you, they say, oh, what a funny sense of humour. Like, imagine so, they they think you were joking. Oh, do you oh. see what I mean? So, what was the first one? The first one was, what is your favourite thing about working at the company? Yeah, so um, working from home and not having to interact with people. So that's a serious answer, but people would be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so funny. And what did you want to be when you were growing up, left alone? <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if this is the kind of company we can get away with that or whether it's a very corporate, serious, dry place. I don't know. Okay, so um, so what was the first one again? First one was, what is your favourite thing about working at this company? Um, I feel inspired by an organisation whose goals are so aligned with my own. <laughs> okay. What do you do in your spare time? She's got that covered, I think, he or she. No, no. What was she doing in your spare time? Okay, go on. Um, uh, play tennis and uh, think about strategy of the organisation that I work for <laughs> okay. and how to implement it. What did you want to be when you were growing up? This. Whatever, yeah. What is the best life lesson you've ever learned and from whom? Whoever my boss is, like some yeah, stuff yeah. about your boss, right, like right, right. Uh, being the person that you've always wanted to be. And finally, tell us something unusual or interesting about yourself. I want to kill the man. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. There you go. So you've got that as an option. Yeah. Or I wonder if you can, what's that expression you always use? Kick it into the long grass. Kick it into long, the long grass. Kick it into the long grass. Keep kicking it into the long grass until they give up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're your options. Right, let's move on. To Jane. Now, the setup of this involves telling you a lot about my routine, so please bear with me for the logistical details. What about, like, what did you want to be? Sorry, I'm back on the old. Oh, okay, go. So, like, what did you want to be? Um, A questionnaire answerer. 
Oh yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. do you like about the company, your job? The one minute with uh, the one minute, yeah, one yeah, minute yeah, with yeah, feature. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You could go that route. Yeah. Okay, great. Jane, I've recently changed my job from one where I was out of the house all day for four days of the week to one where I now only have to be in an office two days a week and work from home the other three. My working day begins at eight forty-five a.m. We also have a wonderful cleaner who comes fortnightly to clean our house, usually on a Tuesday. She likes to arrive around 7.45 and she stays for three hours. Now, this is fine. Tuesday is one of my office days, so I will be out of the house. Therefore, no interaction needed. Sometimes, though, she does need to change her days for various reasons and ends up coming on whatever day works for her. In my old job, this would be totally fine because most of the time, both my husband and I were at work and so we rarely cross paths. This week, she's here on a Monday, right now in fact, and I had thought that in my hour before work I would sit and do some crochet, my hobby, before opening my laptop at 8.45. However, she arrived and I just couldn't do it. So instead I've set up my workstation an hour earlier than needed and I'm sitting here sending you this email partly just to look busy to my cleaner. I feel like I can't sit on the sofa crocheting while she cleans my house. How terrible does that make me? But equally, this is my time before work. I shouldn't have to be opening the laptop before I need to. I considered going for a walk before she arrived, but that means I would get back when she was mid-cleaning and probably scare her, like I did one time when I had to nip back because I'd forgotten something and she jumped out of her skin. So here's the quandary. What do I do when my cleaner and I are both in the house at the same time, but I haven't yet started work? Can I sit on the sofa crocheting or do I need to give up having a cleaner and do it myself? Or should I spend the time compiling a list of all the awkward interactions I've had in my life, the list that runs through my head nightly before going to sleep and spend the time wisely emailing you? This is this is hard for me Aww. because I think I'm a bit through the looking looking glass in terms of behaviour. Right. So I think our cleaner, Karina, mm-hmm. the cleaner, thinks that I live a life very similar to Charlie Bucket's grandpa. Because <laughs> you're always in bed. Yeah. And let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you're in bed, you're working, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got your laptop out. Yeah. Does she come in to clean the bedroom no, while you're in bed? No, no. So your bedroom doesn't get cleaned then? No, no. So I'll, I'll, I'll switch to the loft at some stage. And do and, you... And do... I'll shout, bedroom three, Karina! Uh, yeah. so you, you you know when to judge her. You you hear her doing like yeah. the bathroom. You're like, oh, she's coming. Yeah, 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 uh... yeah, 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 yeah. So and I really need to know about the layout of your house, but also I think I I, I live such a horizontal life. It's like I'm doing a bed in for peace, right? Yeah. Um, I think it, I, th- I think like certainly whatever it is that I'm doing wouldn't look recognisable as work to her. Okay. And it's only because there's a room in the house with, like, microphones and equipment in it. Right. That she, 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 I think she's got, like, some sense that I'm doing something. That you do have a job. Yeah, yeah. but... But so what I'm think, what I'm picturing here is if she's not coming in the bedroom, she's not seeing what you're doing, you could quite easily be crocheting. She's, yes. She's not coming. So could Jane go into a room... Is, it, is, is, is this a possibility that you could do whatever you want in a room and then put it away when she comes in the swap Yeah, rooms? like Sarah will sometimes say, oh, can you do the loft first because we're doing such and such? So have a thing with her. Say, say, oh, would you mind doing such and such a room first and then I'll oh. get out of your way and go in there. Because it's only for the first hour, isn't yeah. it? Because she starts work yeah. at 8.45. Yeah. Also, another thing I was thinking of, like 
there's always admin things you need to do on your computer, like looking for a birthday present for someone or booking something or researching something. Could you save that up for that hour so that you're you're doing things you need to do? I know, but what about the crocheting? Oh, the crocheting. I know, because she enjoys it. Yeah. Can you crochet in the bath? Oh, Probably not. Because then that would be, oh, crochet on the toilet. She's not going to lock the door. No. Okay. Like some people don't see the toilet as a little sanctuary like I do. But, okay, okay. But um, Build yourself, like get yourself a wigwam. Right. No, is that the right word? Like, you know, I kids... don't know. Okay. Do we still say wigwam? Oh, what, you know those tents that Doesn't, kids have? No, no, I can't think of any reason we shouldn't, but it has got the air of one of those words. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I've said something wrong. You can't say that anymore. Yeah. I mean, you probably can, but um, just to be on the safe side, because sometimes people listen to these podcasts like a year or two later. Oh, God. And almost certainly, even if you can still say that word, in two years, something will have surfaced and we can't say it anymore. Can you say teepee? I probably can't say that None either. None of it feels great. None it of it feels great. I'm pretty sure I haven't heard anyone say the WW word for about a decade. So I regret saying that. Let me just Google it. Okay. I don't know if I want it in my searches. <laughs> oh, no, I feel really nervous now. I think teepees are right. I'm sure I've seen teepee when I was thinking about buying one for my son. Let's have a look. Oh, so the first thing that comes up, it's a Reddit thread, is a teepee in the nursery, bad taste, stroke, culturally insensitive. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Really? Yeah. But it's just a tent for kids that's yeah. like a good shape. Okay. <laughs> I I I typed these words yeah. into Google. Wigwam and problematic. Yeah. And uh and there's nothing on the first page of search results. Okay. Well if it if it was something you'd be on the first page. Yeah. But just in case I'm retracting that and I apologize. Yeah. And I want to say instead uh conical tent. There's a YouTube video that says I'll never stay in these wigwams again. Okay. <laughs> what do they call them? Like when you go on glamping websites, what are they calling oh. them? Yurts. 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 I think that's only outside. Do you have a yurt inside? Oh, no. Is yurt okay still? Anyway, get yourself one of those tents, like what a kid would have. You know, like, you know, like in like. No, which, which ones do you, you mean? You know, like, like posh kids often have them. They're no, like I don't a, know what you mean. You know. Is, is there any like name that they were called historically? Like a kid's tent. Like what though? Like who who would be in these tents like before they were kids' tents? I'm not saying anything more. <laughs> Stop it now. Get yourself one of those yeah. and then hide in it, doing a crochet in it. Yeah. Um, and then when she goes, she'll come out again. And she can even clean in the room you're in. She'll just never know what you're doing in there. She'll just hear some like clicking and clacking and think, what on earth is she doing in there? Great. Brilliant. Apologies again for saying that word. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to send us an email, we'd like that as well. We'd really get a kick out of it, wouldn't oh, we? Absolutely. Um, the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And... Um, we just touch my head. I just want to see how flat it is. 
Oh, this podication. You told me this was coming a while ago, didn't Ooh. you? Shall I just dive straight into it? Do. Okay. This comes from Yvette Tompkins. I don't feel like I meet enough Yvettes. No, and I wish I'd meet more. Yeah, like an Ivana, like an Yvette. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. I would like to request a podication for my best friend and partner of 22 years, Andrew Chandler. Oh, it's the same person. Hmm? Oh, right. (laughs) Um, We met at a time when my life was at an all-time low, but Andy showed me support, kindness, loyalty and friendship, and over time, he melted my heart. We've been helping each other through life's ups and downs ever since, clinging to each other for dear life. He held on to me like I was a crucifix, as Leonard Cohen Mm. once sang. Um... Andy found you both in 2006. Oh, that's going back a bit. What were we doing then? What that's the stage? year we started the Jeff show. Was that good, right? good year to find us. Oh, wow. Um, so we've listened to you ever since you started working together. Oh, wow. Unknowingly, you have travelled with us everywhere, making journeys full of laughter and a sense of enjoying being part of the Adrift Club. That before you, we didn't even know existed. Mm. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. That, that feeling that, oh, there's other people like this out mm. there. Um, you've both been so much of our lives together it feels strange to think you don't even know us it does and uh, it's it's a lovely thing in 2018 Andy presented me with a ring and knowing my aversion to thoughts of marriage said it was an endurement ring love that <laughs> uh, for all the years I had endured our relationship so drifterish brilliant mm. He then read me a poem that I can't read even to this day without crying. Aww. I really want to, I really want to see that poem. But I've, I don't. If it's a piece of poetry, send it in. If it's uh, of, of Andy's own composition, then that that would feel like a betrayal. I think. I think it probably is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's what I think to have. Mm. I really want to read it. Though. <laughs> I'm so nosy. I know. <laughs> You've just written a substack about being nosy. I'm terrible. It is because of this that I have a huge favour to ask of you. As you know, it's a leap year, and traditionally, women can ask their partner to marry them. We're both working on the 29th and won't see each other, so I thought it would be such an incredibly meaningful thing if you could possibly please do it for me in this podication. If your answer is yes, then I will only be looking for one more yes from Andy, hopefully. So, Andy, you mean the absolute world to Yvette. You have enriched her life and she can't ever imagine being without you. So... Please, will you marry her? I feel like we should have fireworks here or something, although he hasn't said yes yet. No. 
This is a first, isn't it? I think it is. It's a first. I'm sure it's a first. In all these years, I, I don't know. think I've ever done a proposal no, on the radio some, or on the podcast. It's amazing. This is incredible. And also what's great is it's not like a, a public proposal, you know, like on the the, the, the big um, no. screen at a, a sports event or with a flash mob in the street because there's no pressure on Andy. I, mean, I think it's a yes, don't you? Oh, it's, it would seem that I way. Would think, I think so. Let us know. Yes. Send me a copy of that poem. <laughs> this is so exciting. Mm. What a moment for us to all enjoy. Mm. Here in a leap year. I love a leap year. Do you? Yeah, I don't even know why. I don't because I have to wait an extra day for my birthday. Oh. Some 12th of March. Well, we all do. Well, I suppose so, but it feels more like, oh, so soon, mm, so soon. Mm, mm, I thought mm. I'm so excited about my birthday, like I'm 12 all of a sudden, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a bit uh, narcissistic <laughs> making uh, Yvette's <laughs> proposal to Andy all about your birthday being delayed well, by you, a day. You started talking about leap years. <laughs> I, th- I think Yvette was uh, the one who brought up the leap yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let us know what a thing you know, even if you said no, we still got to do a proposal which we never had no, before. It feels weird now. At our time, at our time of life, getting I to know. do something new. I know. Who'd have thought? Well, there we go. The latest edition of the podcast, podicated uh, to uh, to Andy from Yvette. Let us know how it goes, guys. I want to be buying my hat for the wedding. <laughs> Do you feel like Cilla Black? <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when I said it. And then I thought, oh, no, I can't go to a wedding, though. No, of course not. You know, for, for reasons no, uh, no. previously discussed over the last 20 some years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, let us know how it goes. And if you'd like a podication, then uh, email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 